It is time to get solar powered. We welcome you to another episode of the Solar Powered Podcast. I'm Ryan Hall from Royal Hearts Coaching, and it's awesome to be back. I've been taking a few weeks away from this podcast to um, to get my new novel squared away. Uh, as I mentioned in the last, uh, in the previous podcast, previous episode. Uh, we're going to press on that in November, so there's a lot of work to be involved there. So I've been devoting my energy elsewhere, and I've been getting some uh, getting some support on that. And speaking of support, I think that leads us into our next guest. She's a friend of the show, Dr. Davia Shepard. Um, she's a, a doctor of chiropractic. She's got her uh, she's got a lot of slashes on her resume, but she's turned into quite the author lately. She's, um, she's spearheaded several um, collaborative books and she's just released a really fascinating book called Grow Smarter, which is a book all about collaboration. Uh, it's called Grow Smarter, Collaboration Secrets to Transform Your Income and Impact. And before I bring her on, it just reminds me of this beautiful African proverb that I just can't get out of my head since I uh, finished reading the book. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And on that note, let's welcome back my friend, Dr. Davia Shepard to the Solar Powered Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Ryan. I love your podcast. I love what you stand for. I love the things that you're doing in the world. I love your novel and I love the information that you are sharing with everyone. And I'm so grateful that you're inviting me back on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's, um, I remember when we, um, when we had you on during the, um, during the uh, ramp up to uh, the great pause last summer, um, it was, you know, it was just really, I think really fascinating just to hear a little about your story and just how, what, I guess, what led you to the type of medicine that you practice as well as uh, just how you've gotten so, I guess, so into networking with your ladies power lunch and, you know, stuff like that. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got a busy schedule. Well, thanks for being a member of our ladies power lunch. And I know it's primarily women that have joined this group, but truly it's open to just heart centered humans who are embracing this idea that yes, when we want to go farther, we go together and that, the power of the collective is greater than the sum of its parts. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, I guess let's start in with this book. Sort of give our listeners an idea of, I think, what was the germ of the idea of this book, and you know how how you wound up uh, how you wound up putting it out, writing it, and putting it out. What was the germ of the idea? So, can I share a story with you, Ryan? So thank you. I was right in the middle of planning one of our summits as the ladies power lunch group. What we do is certainly we provide community for entrepreneurs, executives, people in positions of leadership who are heart centered, giving them a community 
where they can feel like they truly belong and an opportunity to support each other. So we have a free movement. It's it's a uh, we're we're in our Facebook group every day and we're talking to each other. But in addition to that, we also do host events where we can all get together. So I was in the middle of planning the Ladies Power Lunch Fall Summit, and I got on the phone with the woman, Cricket Cody Harrison. She was supposed to be our keynote speaker. And so, you know, you get on the phone, we're going through logistics and that sort of thing. But Cricket is an outstanding coach, coach of the coaches, really. And she got me on the phone. And what do you think happened, Ryan? She started coaching me. <laughs> and we started talking. It's in our blood. We can't it, help it. it, it and it's wonderful. It's really, really a wonderful thing. And it speaks to that level of support that is available in communities like this, communities that are focused on just supporting each other, not because I'm going to give you something or you're going to give me a referral or something like that, but just supporting each other because it is possible and it is available and you welcome it. And so Cricket's got me on the phone and we're talking about my deep passion for getting people together and showing them how they can actually collaborate with each other without it being weird and without it being a one-sided sort of thing and talking to her about you know the idea I've been playing around with writing this book now keep in mind this is October of 2020 and so not so long ago less basically less than a year ago and Cricket said to me well you need to this is a book that needs to be written you need to write this book. And she literally coached me through exactly how to get that book out to the world in a really short time. And so we were in pre-launch in Jan in December, basically. We launched on Amazon in pre-launch mode in January. And so it took no time for this book to come to the world. But the reason for that is that it was a collaborative effort. And so it just goes to show that when we get together in that intentionally aligned way, it's so much easier than when we're slogging on all by ourselves, struggling to make it work for us. So that's the story. That's how Grow Smarter was born. It wasn't just me. It was a collaborative effort of women who are part of our ladies power lunch group a bunch of women got on and they did a series of interviews about 20 of them called collaboration conversations and we took the wisdom that came from on the ground women who've been in their business for years and years and years and have been having success with collaborations women who have been in business for a short time and have had successes. Women who have had no success whatsoever with collaborations who shared with us the things that have gone wrong. And we're able to put that in the book, package it along with some of the big name collaborations that are out there that are very successful and kind of dissecting what worked for them. And then of course, I took some liberties as the author to share a little bit about my personal experiences with collaboration. So there you have it. That's how the book came to be. 
you know, I think the biggest thing that I took away from what you just shared is that, you know, things come together when you, when you put, when you put a bunch of people, a bunch of like-minded, big-hearted people in a room with similar visions, similar goals, similar dreams, it's amazing to me how quickly these things can come together because October of last year, we're recording this right at the end of August of 2021. Obviously, that's less than a year, but this book has been out for a few months now. And that's a that's an incredible turnaround for something of this, uh, for something of this magnitude, for something of this scale. Yes, but like I said, and you said at the beginning, if you want to go far, go together. Going together makes all the difference. I got off the phone with Cricket. I don't even think we talked anything about the summit that we were supposed (laughs) to be planning. I got off the phone with Cricket and I got on the phone with another member of our Ladies Power Lunch group. She is an outstanding publisher and she was the publisher of the book, Ryan, that you and I co-authored together, The Great Pause. And I got on the phone with her and I said, hey, I was just talking to Cricket. There's this idea. I mean what do you think? You think we can do it? And she said to me, if you get me your manuscript by December XYZ date, we can make it work. And so we did. And she had her team, her, you know, her editors who worked with me were amazing. She had her um, marketing people who worked with me who were amazing. And also we, again, don't want to do it by yourself you know when we we put up our pre-launch picture on Amazon which was basically a placeholder it was a book cover that I went into Canva and designed myself and eh, I could have gone ahead with that cover it would have been okay but then we reached into the community, Ladies Power Lounge, and one of the amazing, outstanding graphic designers in our group raised her hand and she said, I will contribute to this project. And she was the one who went ahead and designed the cover and all the social media and everything that goes along with a book launch. Because Ryan, I know this is going to shock you, but even though I do so many things, I am not a genius at everything. And so it's amazing to have people who are geniuses at what they do collaborate with you. And when you look at that product, that's not something that I could ever have done all by myself. I want the listeners to just really sit with that for a minute, because that that's an incredibly powerful statement to just to kind of deflect the little self-deprecation there, but that's an incredibly powerful statement that, yeah, you may can do it alone, but it's not going to have nearly the impact. You're not going to have nearly the fulfillment. You're not going to have nearly the joy that you've taken away from um, completing this project without the support of so many brilliant people, our our mutual friend, our, you know, your graphic design friend, the marketing people, all the people that did the interviews, you may could have done this yourself, but you wouldn't have had any fun doing it. I tell you, it was tremendously fun. And I know if you talk to a lot of people 
who are authors who are in pre-launch mode, they'll tell you it's not fun. It's stressful because I've been in this. My current situation. Yeah. When I've been doing it all by myself and it has not been fun. So I know what you mean, Ryan. I absolutely concur. And yet this book launch was so easy and it flowed so beautifully and we're giggling on the phone together and we're on Zoom calls and we're looking at beautiful images and making Pinterest boards and just, it, it was a joy. It was really and truly a joy to bring this book into the world. And I feel like as people go through the pages, they'll feel the energy in which this book was born coming through to them as well. Yeah, you really can. It's just the, it's just knowing a little bit of the inside baseball as to what you, as to what you um, undertook when you put this together and getting the team together and stuff like that. Knowing a little bit of that inside baseball, I think was really, it was eye opening for me as I read the pages, as I read the book, just, just to be able to, I guess, feel that energy that that as you said just emanates from the uh you know emanates from that uh from that collaboration it's uh it's it's definitely that there's it definitely a high energy level in it it's high energy because ryan i am endeavoring my, my intention with everything I do is to try to, as best as I can, walk my talk. And I am a work in progress. And there are going to be days when it's not all going to be unicorns and rainbows and butterflies. But the truth is, with this book, my intention was for it to be a win, win, win win situation. And I talk about the three wins of collaboration in our book, you know, and I want to add a fourth win in there too, because when we're going, we have a little bit of PTSD, I think, regarding collaborations, regarding working together. And a lot of the things that we think about as collaborations that leave that bad taste in our mouth, they are not real collaborations at all. And in the book grows smarter, I go into greater detail about that. But basically, if it is a true collaboration, if it brings about that energy, that is that positive collaboration, then you're going to have you winning, Ryan, because how many people go into a project, they work together, and they feel like they're not winning, like everybody else is getting advantages, but they're not think back to maybe group projects in college, where I can tell you my experience. I was the one doing all the work. I was not winning, right? I was right. the one doing all the work. And there's always other people benefiting, but it didn't feel, that's not a collaboration. That's something else. The person you're collaborating with needs to be winning too, or the group that you're collaborating with, they need to also be winning. And then of course, whomever is the beneficiary of your end product they need to be winning as well. I'm going to throw another win in there. What about if the product or the project or the thing that we're working on comes into the world and then it provides a win, a universal win? 
wouldn't that be amazing too? Oh, well, that's a, that's a beautiful concept to think about because, you know, if you think about it, um, like I just flashed um, a lot of the research that I did for Hello Again, my new book um, involved just like the behind the scenes of what goes on at a rock and roll concert before the band takes the stage to the standing ovation, you know, yes, the fans come to see the musicians on stage, but they're not necessary. But if the, you know, if the roadies, if the technicians, if the sound engineers, if all of those people aren't working together as a team, aren't working together in collaboration, it's not going to come off. It's not going to come across as the, you know, the two hours of magic that you paid your hard-earned money for. It's going to come across as a train wreck, hmm. because most of you know most of the guys on stage aren't going to know how to set up a lighting structure. Most of the you know most of the lighting technicians couldn't you know wouldn't know a guitar if it bit them. So there's you know everybody doing their part, everybody collaborating. And it's the two hours of magic that you see on that stage. And that I think is the beauty part of collaboration to me. It's just nobody knows the, as I say, the inside baseball of what goes on, but they know the end, they know the end result of it, and they have a great time watching the end result of it. Yeah, I love that analogy. And you know what, Ryan, if you will permit me, I think I'm going to adopt that one because I think oh, it it's a great one. There is no reason for the roadie to concern herself with the guitar. And there is no reason for the musician to concern herself with the lighting structure. Like that is not your field. That's not your area of brilliance the importance of each piece of this puzzle is great. And when they come together and everybody's doing their part, it works like a well-oiled machine. And the magic that is created at the end, it couldn't, be, it couldn't happen with just one alone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, I mean, we're talking, this is a different, uh, this is a different sort of deal than, you know, one person taking a guitar down to a coffee shop. This is a, obviously a big, you know, obviously a big production. Um, what, when you were putting this book together, writing this book, gathering the stories, what was the, what have been, what were some of the lessons that you learned about collaboration that you have applied to your own business and to your own practice and to Ladies Power Lunch and all of the, you know, all of the pies that you've got your hands in right now, I to borrow your phrase from earlier. I know, right? <laughs> I think that there are four things that as I'm rereading the book, I'm taking notes, right? Because you, you're an author, Ryan. So you know that when you're writing, sometimes you're not even really that aware of the things that are coming through you. They kind of just flow. And so I'm reading back for edits and I'm actually taking notes like, oh, this is great. I need to apply this to my own business because the information is very, very relevant. And my favorite thought that came out of this book is that it's almost like we get the opportunity to play with the laws of mathematics. 
because when we get together in a collaboration, one that is aligned, one that is intentional, then one plus one is going to end up being greater than two. You heard it here first, folks. Math has changed. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing to me. The power of an aligned mastermind is so amazing. A lot of people who watch your show may have read um, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. That's like standard reading for most people who are entrepreneurs or that sort of thing. And Napoleon Hill talks about the mastermind and how when two minds come together, you get ideas that wouldn't flow normally without that collaborative effort in place. And I saw it. I saw it firsthand showing up when we were doing the collaboration conversation interviews, when we were getting on our Zoom meetings to plan things like chapter layouts and covers and marketing and all of this fun thing. You see it in action and you think to yourself, in my business, what are some of the areas where I could be employing collaboration more? What are some of the areas where I'm being a do-it-all when I could be involving the people who are working with me, the people who are supplying me with things, the people who are tangentially affiliated with my business, the customers of my business? How could I be involving everybody a little bit more, collaborating with everybody a little bit more to improve the user experience? And, you know, the five, the five principles of Grow Smarter, really, when you apply those to your business, when you actually integrate that into your business, you can see a tremendous change. But I want to say that even though it's written primarily for people who are in business, there's an opportunity to also apply these principles to life in general, because isn't every relationship that we have a collaboration or an opportunity for collaboration? I see you. I see you. No, that I mean, it makes perfect sense because we, I mean, you got to collaborate to, you know, to be parents. You got to collaborate in, you know, business relationships, romantic relationships, friendships. It's all about, it's all about give and take. And there's not, um, and it's not like a, like a quid pro quo. It's just a, you know, it's just a, hey, we are supporting each other because we're both on the same mission or we both have eyes on the same goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the other thing that came up for me in going through for the edits is that there's room for everybody to be successful. There are almost 8 million people on the planet. I think you can find a client. I think you can find a client and I can find a client and we all can find a client. You know, it's competition has been ingrained in us. We've learned it. I like to share 
that we've been taught competition from the moment we're born because we're born and then we get compared to the APGAR score. And if you're not scoring an APGAR score, it's, you know, something to be thought about and considered and treated with. But in reality, we are always being compared to each other in school where there are competitions, sports, all of these other things. And there's a place for the energy of pushing each other along. There's a place for that. I like to share that my very, very closest friend, when we were pre-med together, I'm really happy that we're best friends because she's super smart. She got amazing grades. And it was nice to have her as sort of a leaderboard so that I could have something to aspire to. So competition in that regard, where we use each other to pull ourselves along, that's great. That's fine. But that sort of competitive mindset where we, we think that we have to crush the competition or that the competition's preventing us from achieving our full potential. I am here to just tell you that that's just a mental construct. That's not real. And what is real is that there is enough for every single one of us. And so there's an opportunity for us to work together to achieve bigger and better goals. So that's another thing that showed up for me as I was reading through that I thought, you know what, this is something that I can really apply to my life and my own business. I love that. I love that. Competition, to, to be in competition with somebody, um, I've like, I've never really understood that. I mean, it, if you think about it, even after, uh, you know, a hard fought football game or baseball game or whatever, what do the guys do after the game? Shaking hands, stepping each other up. Yeah. It's a respect thing. Even, you know, even, you know, in like a, like a boxing match or an MMA fight, go out, just beat the hell out of each other for 30 minutes but they're hugging, they're, you know, they're respecting each other afterwards because they're both after the same goals. So that that's a really powerful, I think a really powerful testimony that, you know, yeah, you're trying to beat the other guy, but in reality, he's trying to beat you or, you know, or, or whatever. And it's, you're after the same goal. You're working hard and, you know, sacrificing for that same goal. I think this brings us really right back full circle to the proverb that you quoted at the top, where if you want to go far, you go together. I was talking to my son and I felt such great pride in that moment because he was, we were talking about his, his running and talking about um, his track and field races. And he was saying to me, you know what, mom? He's 11. You know what, mom? I am not really competing with other people in my race. I'm really competing with myself and trying to make sure that each time my time is better. And I, I just thought to myself, wow, I'm a great mom because he got that at 11. And I kind of wish I had gotten that at 11. 
because <laughs> it may have changed my life in a way, but it's a, it's a powerful message. The message is there is competition is not something that you need to consider as something to hold you back. It's not at all something that needs if you if there are 50 podcast hosts who are doing a similar podcast to you Ryan that is irrelevant because your audience is your audience is your audience exactly there's there's so many places where we use this idea of of competition to prevent us from collaborating with each other. And I love that we're having this conversation right now because I am also a podcast host. And of course, I'm going to be sharing your podcast with my beautiful audience so that they can learn about you and they can tune in to hear you and they can become a part of your audience too. And by you sharing me with your audience, I'm hoping they'll like me and they'll come listen to my podcast as well. And so the collaboration, all it does is it causes growth. It causes fun because I'm having a great time. If you didn't notice. <laughs> I would have never guessed. It causes positive energy and it is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I recommend it. Absolutely. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, I think that leads beautifully into my next question. Um and Lord knows I've been guilty of this in my life, but I think a lot of times when we, you know, when a lot of us have big goals, big aspirations, big dreams that we go into what I like to call bunker mode. Like it's, it's like we're grinding away, we're making it happen, but we're also sacrificing relationships and our own well-being. when in reality, you could um, accomplish that same goal and have fun doing it with collaborations. I guess my question to you is, do you have any, you know, any words of wisdom that you can give to people who have big goals, who have big aspirations, but find themselves slipping into bunker mode from time to time? Perfect question, Ryan. And I'm going to use this to segue into what I like to call the five pillars of collaboration. And this is basically, this is the backbone, this is the bottom line of our book, Grow Smarter, Collaboration Secrets to Transform Your Income and Impact. Basically, if you have big dreams, if you have your big goals, I just wanna start at the very beginning to say that you will do so much better. You will be able to achieve so much more if you are not doing it alone. I think once that idea is planted, then the second step is to step into the five steps of collaboration. And what are those five steps, you might ask? Well, here's what it is. You wanna start with step one, look at your big goal, and then spend some time in step one, which is ask. Now, Ryan, I'm not sending you out to go ask anybody to do any kind of collaboration with you in step one. That's not what this is about at all. This is actually your time to go into bunker mode. This is your time to go within and discover 
really get clear about what it is that you want. You want to get really, really clear about whether a collaboration is even a good idea for you, because sometimes it might be, and sometimes it might not be. Sometimes it might be a good idea, but it might not be a good idea for right now. Sometimes it might be a good idea, but it might not even be a good idea for you. It might be something that came through you that you need to share with somebody else. So you have to spend some time. I invite people to enter into quiet contemplation. If meditation's your thing, do that. If journaling helps you get clear about things, do that. If going for a run is a thing that clears your mind, do that. But spend some time really getting in touch with what it is that you really want and whether or not the idea of collaboration fits with what's happening with you in your life right now. You see how that makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. a lot of the times we go in too hot and too fast. And sometimes in doing that, and I'm not saying don't act on impulses. That's not what, at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying take some time to go within and know what it is that you want. Stage two is alignment. So if you have decided, yes, collaboration is what I want, then you have to make sure that it is what you're getting involved in is an aligned collaboration. And it's not like the high school project or the college project where you're doing all the work and nobody's doing anything. Make sure you're aligned. Make sure the other person's aligned. Make sure the situation's aligned. Another opportunity to go within step three is checking in if everybody's all in and what does all in mean and are everybody's boundaries being respected are we really communicating in the way that we need to be communicating it's one of the most important things about a collaboration is making sure that we're all in that we're aligned that we've asked and then of course want to make sure you go into step four and these are not sequential steps they're all happening all around each other it's more like a spiral if you will step four making sure that everybody who's involved in the collaboration is working in their genius they're doing the thing that is right for them they're working in their assignment so for example the example you made earlier about the performer and the stage manager, those are two totally different jobs, but they're two essential jobs for you to bring a beautiful performance to the world. And so me as the performer, I don't want to be walking behind the stage manager and, you know, second guessing them and making them feel as though they're not putting in, making them feel as though they're not an integral part of the production, making them feel as though they're not respected as a part of the production. And the same way, you don't want the manager to be micromanaging the talent, right? Because, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, talent, anybody who's ever been on stage knows you don't want to be micromanaged. You just don't. You'll take advice, sure, but you don't want to be micromanaged. And then the last step, which I think I think step one is the most important, but I think the last step, step five, is the one that we tend to probably forget, and that's applications and resources. Because here's the thing, 
you should be working in your brilliance and nothing else. And there are lots of things that go into the making of your big dream, the make, getting you to that stage where you blow up. And you don't want to put too much pressure on you to do things that are not your brilliance. You don't want to put too much pressure on your collaboration partners to do things that are not their brilliance. So you want to look to see, are there apps out there that can support us to do some of the things that we're not great at? Are there resources that we haven't thought about that might be great at doing some of the things that we're not great at? That way you end up in this joyful collaboration space where everybody's working in their brilliance, everybody feels respected, everybody feels heard, and nobody's feeling like they're doing too much or they're doing things that they're not good at. So those are my five steps for a beautiful, aligned, intentional collaboration. And I think if you follow those steps, then your big dream, your big goal, it must happen. It is law. It is law. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And uh, one final question. Um, other than buying the book and reading the book, are there any particular ways that people can support you and support this movement in really, you know, helping the world to collaborate just a little more? Well, you know, I think this is a message, Ryan, that maybe if more people embrace the idea of collaboration, I don't know, maybe the world might be a little bit different, a little bit more gentle, a little bit kinder, a little bit more loving. And so I would love for as many people as possible to at least take a look at this book and take a look at this idea of working collaboratively instead of competitively in order to achieve great things. And so I invite everybody to be a part of my win-win-win paradigm. Win-win-win means I win, you win, and the people that you share about my book with, they also win too. We have an affiliate program. So if you go to growsmarternotharder.com, because that's what we want to do, right? We want to grow. We want to do it smarter. We don't want to work harder. So it's growsmarternotharder.com slash join. And then you can become an affiliate for the Grow Smarter programs. And basically you share it with your audiences. And to say thank you, we give you a little um, thank you present, a little thank you payment. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we'll, we'll, of course, include links to that in the show notes below. And uh, I think we're just about out of time. How can people find you and how can people get a hold of this beautiful book? So we're on Amazon. Uh, we should be anywhere that you purchase books. Um, if you go to growsmarternotharder.com, you can purchase our book there. And you can see also some of the other things that we do that are available, like our upcoming summits, and also see how to become a part of our Ladies Power Lunch community. We are also on all the social media. So you can find me, Dr. Davia Shepard, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Send me a private message. Send me an email, whatever you want to do. 
I am available to have conversations about collaboration. Beautiful. And I think on that note, we'll wrap it up. Dr. Davia Shepard, thank you so much for joining us here today. As always, it is a pleasure. Thank you, Ryan. My pleasure. And that'll do it for this episode of the Solar Powered Podcast, a presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information about Royal Hearts Coaching, just follow me on the social media machine at Ryan Hall Wrights on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can just shoot me a good old-fashioned email at royalheartscoaching at gmail.com. But that'll do it for this episode. Until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. So long for now. I love you all. And go get solar power. Take care of yourselves.